Daniel Swisher kicking off the show once again this week. This is Sean and D's Good Tape. I'm Sean Newell. That's Dennis Brzezinski over there. How you doing, D? Hello, Bongo. I'm doing great. Thank you so much, at Daniel Swisher. Uh, yeah, doing good this week, Sean. How are you? I did. I'm good. I did a little edit on it, on it to uh, um, bring in that uh, awesome guitar solo that he's got in the middle of it. <laughs> it's so, so fucking good. Yeah, we fade out with that. I know because of this new technology, you can't necessarily hear everything that I play, which makes this no. all that much more fun. So you just <laughs> what I can bring in, and you don't even know that I did it. So, so we've got an all five, re- six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah, we've got an all request show this week, and um, I'd say it's a mixed bag of songs from a lot of different artists. But of course, Dennis, you somehow found a theme even with everybody picking the songs besides us this week i did sean and it's odd you know like i knew you would have some trouble with a couple of these songs uh but but yes in the end they all turned out not all of them uh maybe three quarters of them had some sort of related quality to them and it was impressive i it, it just struck me because i'm a genius (laughs) <laughs> so we'll get to what the theme is after we get on the show. <laughs> or an asshole. Genius. I can't figure it genius out. Genius is, uh, you know, I'll go <laughs> no, along with let's it. Let's go back now. to the. I'll go along with Let's go back now. with the asshole. <laughs> All right. Should we get right into it? Let's do it. All right. You want to do it. the introductions? You want me to? I, I, I've made up the, the playlist, so I'll do the introduction. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, track one, side one, side A, is sabotaged by the Beastie Boys. Uh, your friend Kelly asked us to bring the Beastie Boys in on this. And this is my favorite Beastie Boys songs. It's one of my favorite Beastie Boys songs of the 90s, absolutely. You know, I, I was thinking about the Beastie Boys as, as I was listening to the playlist for this, getting prepped for the show. And I always liked the Beastie Boys. I didn't dislike, you know, their music or, or anything, but I don't feel like we really, I mean, this came out in 1994, which would have been in the height of Sean and Dee's good tape and, you know, driving around and listening to music and stuff. We didn't really listen to the Beastie Boys that much, and I'm not really sure why, looking back on it. Well, they weren't prevalent on the radio station that we listened to. We drove around. We didn't watch MTV. We drove around. This This video, if you remember, was all over MTV, and it's fucking amazing spike jones good god like like that made that song all all the more better but it wasn't played on qlc or or ymg or whatever we were listening to driving around and uh uh uh, yeah it it, it was our friend it it was our other friends that brought us into this and and this song for me actually i think i got into later yeah it's a good song though and and the meaning of it <laughs> kind of surprised me a little bit. I didn't I didn't expect it and I'll let you get into that cuz you did the research on it but but the meaning yeah. didn't didn't um click with me nor would it ever have clicked with me if you didn't have that piece of paper right there. Nor would it with anybody and you see look I have notes highlighted and everything Sean. Uh fans have speculated that's an anti-religious song or possibly anti-paparazzi because at the time the band had gotten into tips with photographers. 24 years later, in a story from the audiobook of a new memoir, the Beastie Boys finally revealed that sabotage is actually about an annoying sound engineer. 
when Adam Adrock Corbett yells, I can't stand it. I know you planned it. He's directing his frustration at their friend and producer, Mario Caldado Jr., who is pushing the Beastie Boys to actually finish a track. As the story goes, the group was being indecisive about completing songs on their fourth studio album. That's crazy. That's, yeah. and, and this song is iconic, and it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Right. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. Just, but you you run around in a car listening to this song and you cannot help but be energized and, and think about the, you know, the 70s cop show video thing because you saw the video. You had to have seen the video. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It had like a, I, I like a detective show from the 70s or something where yeah. they're yeah. on the chase. And it, it, yeah. It, and it's just fantastic. And then to see them perform it live on that one VMAs where they're playing the instruments, it's not, you know, like a turntable y, uh, whatever you know, hip hop people do where they're actually playing the music and doing it. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, absolutely. What was the, uh, yeah, no, it, it's just, I can't stand it. I know you planned it. Uh, where's the other line here? I got it. I lighted it. I can't even fucking find it. <laughs> <laughs> So what could it be in the garage? You're scheming on a thing that's sabotage. Oh, God. There it is. I found it. You got staticky there for a second again. I don't know what's up with this. I apologize. We're still trying to learn this technology. So people, please bear with us when Dennis just sounds all weird once in a while. And not because he said something strange or anything. It just uh, That's just how it goes with this thing once in a while right now. Oh, that's great. I'm not stammering. It's the goddamn internet. Yes, and you can blame you can you can blame the new the new audio board. Yeah. And my internet. I'm I'm in, I'm in San Antonio, Texas, so my internet here might be a little bit different. So it could be on me. Also well, I, I can also hear the the um you know the breakup of uh, you know just being the internet connection, but it's also the board gets staticky once in a while, and I cannot figure out why, but I will. And I'll research and I'll get it to where when we do it here, it doesn't sound nope. like that. So just bear with. No, nobody's ever doubted you, Sean. Yeah. yeah, that's not true. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no sabotage is a is a great pick. And I know um, Kelly had just said, let's do. Can you guys do a Beastie Boys song? And you and I both kind of agreed that this is kind of the best one i mean at least the best one in terms of i i probably like it better than any of their other songs i mean you know obviously you've got the iconic fight for your right to party and stuff like that but this song is um this song's just it's good no this is the most 90s song that it's not grunge at all right uh, uh every other every other fucking song in 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 the 90s is your mom's back <laughs> this is the most 90s song and i'm going to try to do this without swear words and stammering this is the most 90s song other than any of the grunge tracks or anything like that this is iconic right there 94 in the middle of it all everything goes to shit you know other than you know our bands afterwards but yeah no this is the best beastie boy song of all time yeah, no, I would agree. I can't, I can't, uh, I don't even have anything to add to that because I just pretty much agree with everything that you said. All right. Which Next is like, song. That's also kind of like a first. No, that's not true. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> Remember we, we established that at the beginning of the episode. 
Sure. I, sure. See, I'm, I'm doing this whole new character. Last week, I was the fucking, you know, <laughs> the uh, unsure of myself person, just, you know, wasted. And now I'm confident. Me. Well, good. And this is good. This is how we're doing this. We'll nice. see how long that lasts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <what's> the- <laughs> Next song, Sean. Yes, please. REM's Ebo the Letter off of 96's uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi. I, uh, in, in, I think we talked about this in Man on the Moon that you're not the huge, biggest uh, REM fan. I don't dislike uh, them, I, but you're right. I probably wouldn't say that they're like uh, my favorite band ever by any means. Yeah, and I, I've always been more into them than you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I've always loved this song and the fact that they got Patti Smith in on this song mm-hmm. and, and, it's, and with the notes that I sent. You know, it's it's based on a letter that he wrote to River Phoenix, who ended up dying of a drug overdose, and uh, uh, a letter that he never sent. It you know in 1993, and when you have those that that in context with it, like it makes the song a little mean a little bit more okay i'll be honest here the first time i listened to this song when uh, you sent me the playlist i might have heard it before but i don't remember ever hearing it before uh, because as you said i'm not a huge rem fan i know the radio hits and all of that kind of stuff i listened to it and i was like i really don't dig it i really i it wasn't like i hated it but it wasn't something that it just was a really long song it's very dramatic once i read the notes for the show that just explained the story that you just said i was like okay now it's got a little bit you know when you can get that deeper meaning to a song even if you're like i don't dig the music that much as long as you can understand the meaning of it it's always going to make a song a little bit better and holy shit nine episodes in we will yeah, this is exactly like we found out things that we had no idea about mm-hmm. with yeah. this, including including with the song. Uh, and, and, and River Phoenix is an amazing actor. I, I don't know, you know, he's Stand By Me, uh, My Own Private Idaho, uh, uh, and Joaquin Phoenix, you know, his younger brother. But he was big into the L.A. scene at the time, like the 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 all that with uh with johnny depp and and that would include at this point you know the bands that were up and coming through there but Mm -hmm. i i mean i wear my own crown of sadness and sorrow and who'd have thought tomorrow would have been so strange my loss and here we go again yeah that's that's powerful yeah it's very yeah and 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 i'm not sure the the one line that i was struggling with was the aluminum tastes like fear and uh, and I know they were doing you know heroin, coke, and everything, and and and, and I'm I'm curious as like I wonder if it's you know you see those movies where they're using the aluminum foil to smoke this shit out of, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that's what it was touching on, like if if Stipe knew about that, and and uh, so it just it, it's it's a great song, and 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 Ricky at Ricky Roscove on uh, Instagram. Uh, yeah, this this song is just powerful. If you just leave, yeah. and Patty Smith too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the other great thing. You know, the Patty Smith with the with the uh, uh, was inducted in the same year that R R E M got inducted, and Eddie Vedder did Man on the Moon, which mm-hmm. we, was the last R E M song we talked about. Yes. Yeah. The other funny thing that I I thought of with that 
was that uh, when Pearl Jam finally got inducted into the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago, you know what other band got inducted with them? No. Journey. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. That is really funny. Did they yeah. perform? So, they did not perform together, though, if I remember. Yes, they. Right. Well, well, no. Uh, Steve or Joe, Steve Perry. Yeah, Joe Perry is the guitarist for Aerosmith. Yes, Steve Perry. Steve Perry's the lead singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they they had some of the uh, uh, Journey guys doing "Rocking in the Free World." That was what ended that. And that okay. you know, thinking of yeah, that that same episode with Patty Smith and Eddie Vedder and REM and Sammy Hagar. It was yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, my band, my band, my guys played with get Journey. inducted the same year with fucking Journey. And yeah. they rocked out yeah. with Journey at the end. They're probably good well, friends now. Maybe maybe they'll go on tour together and Journey could open for Pearl Jam. Wouldn't that be iconic? <laughs> the aluminum tastes like fear part. <laughs> I was I was <laughs> Don't stop believing in that happening, D. Just Don't stop. stop believing in that happening. Holy shit! You know what's? Oh my god, oh, we're doing it. One of the, one of the uh, uh, theme shows we've talked about doing uh, is a uh, is a uh, uh, a covers yes. one. Yes, all covers. And, uh, and I was just trying to think of like how the fuck are we going to pull this off? You know, with the uh, you know with. I would love not how the fuck we're going to pull this off. Of course we're going to pull it off because we have amazing cover songs that we both think of, but like, I'm just hoping that there's not a journey one that you'll fucking throw in there. Like, you know, Sammy Hagar covers don't stop believing or some, I don't think that's that's ever happened. Speaking of, uh, speaking of covers though, when you're talking about Sammy Hagar, so uh, really quick um, sidebar, uh, this isn't a cover because he wrote the song and sang the song, but his band oh, yes. has been doing the uh, the what do they call them? The lockdown sessions, I do believe. Something yeah, like and that. They, and they've recorded nine songs where they're all in different places and they put the music together and stuff. And this week they did "Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do," which was uh, actually a Van Halen song that you picked like early yeah. on. He has not sang that song since 1995 when they were on the Balance tour because it brought back, I think you know, some bad memories of the way that they broke up and all of that kind of stuff. And the way he sings it, he's got to basically blow his voice out to sing it. But man, it was a really good version of that song. It was, it was truncated. It wasn't the full thing, but yeah. it was so fucking good. Yeah. And, and yeah. What, what was it last night or the night before that you sent that to couple me? of nights ago? Or told me yeah. About it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but when I heard it, I was just like, it's it's not even just him though. It's the band sounds really good doing the doing the song too. I mean, I'm telling you, Mick Johnson is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. You won't get most Van Halen fans saying that. They say he butchers the Eddie Van Halen songs and stuff like that. But I mean, who's gonna play like Eddie Van Halen exactly? And do you want him to? You know, do you really want just an Eddie clone, or do you want somebody that's gonna kind of make the songs their own a little bit, which is kind of what he does, which is fine. No, no, Vic Johnson is an amazing guitarist. And you couple that up with Sammy Hager, who's actually a really good guitarist. Yeah. You know, look, you don't need that shit. Well, and, and the other thing about this song is, is, you know, with him, you, you could understand in 1995 when he was in his 40s being able to hit those high notes. But when you can hit those high notes at 73, that's pretty cool. What is that? My mom's calling me oh, at the moment. <laughs> Every time we record, I'm sorry. You when you can hit those nuts. Do you want to go ahead and take the call? I mean, you can if you want. We can just hear your side of it. See if no, she, no, no. See if she's going to no. yell at you or anything like no. that. No, she has she has this uncanny knack of knowing when we're about to record. 
like the last couple of shows, she's called me like five minutes before you said we were going to go on. Oh, that's so funny. it's hilarious. That's that, uh, you know, yeah. if she ever wanted to join on Zoom to be live on the show, she, oh, no, she could. Dee's no. mom <laughs> <laughs> wants as much a, to be a part of the show and as little to be a part of the show, if that makes sense. So you're you're kind of saying that she's kind of in the Homer class when it comes to that then. Oh, God damn it, Homer. Yeah. 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 So, by the way, we had to have a, had a, had to have, um, well, I shouldn't say we, it was you that had to have a heart to heart with Homer this week. About, it wasn't uh, even a heart about, to heart about our comments last week because Richie, <laughs> Richie, let's go, let's go into this really quick. And Homer's going to come all back all later all in the show. But Richie was 100%. This is the text he sent us 100%. Homer's going to be pissed at you guys for what you talked about last week. He wasn't mad at all. No, no. So you got a message from Sharon yeah. saying that. And then I, out of the blue, got a phone call from Homer talking about, no, not at all. I have no idea what the fuck a podcast is. All I know is Friday nights I get to listen to Sean and D shoot the shit about music and life. And I get to hear my name maybe every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And again, I hadn't talked to the man in six years. And, you know, we both talked about how much we love him. And, and it's it's it was awesome. It was incredible That's awesome. to hear him. Yeah, to him hearing uh, uh, about him and hearing uh, sharing. Yeah. One of, my, one of my favorite things each week is getting uh, Sharon's um, Facebook message on the rundown of what Homer thought of the show. Oh yeah, I love and the, he was I love on, the critiques. I love it. It's great. And he and he was on a text messaging timeout apparently <laughs> because because he still has a flip phone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Sharon has to be his messenger, oh, but, but he's still Homer. He's still Homer. And he's super excited about the song we chose yes. uh, for him. Which I, which I will say, I, I said last week that it would be a song from Appetite for Destruction from Guns N' Roses. It is not. So he, he threw me a curveball. He threw you a great curveball. He did. This oh, is, yeah, this is, a great song. this was, this was Adam Rain, Wainwright throwing the Carlos Beltran in the NLCS. Was that before the Cardinals got COVID-19 and couldn't play for two weeks? I was just going to ask you about how your team's doing. My my team's getting ready to play the Well, Brewers. hey, it's going to work out good for them because the commissioner's basically saying even if they don't get all their games in, they get to do it by winning percentage. So, you know, it's not all bad. They're two and three. I know, but they're going to play again. <laughs> they get to play Saturday. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, actually, yes. They're on their way to Chicago right now to play the White Sox. Did you hear what they had to do, though? They have to literally each take their own rental car to Chicago so they're not in a car with each other. Holy fuck. Okay. Uh, all right. So I was in New Mexico for the last five weeks prior to being in Texas. And uh, driving up to the gate one day, I had a, a Cubs championship hat on. He's like, oh, man, are you from Chicago? I was like, yeah. Well, the Chicago area originally, yeah. He's like, awesome, man. Me too. I was like, all right, go Cubs. He's like, nah, no, I'm a Sox fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then a few days later, went into the gas station to buy a fucking 12-pack of beer. And uh, he's like, oh, man, you're a Cubs fan? Had a Cubs hat on again. And uh, I was like, yeah. Like, wait, you're in New Mexico. Why? He's like, I'm a Cardinals fan. I in was New like, Mexico? Mother. Yeah, I was like, motherfucker, New Mexico? <laughs> he was but like... Yeah, I guess I don't know who they would root for in New Mexico. I mean, the Diamondbacks yeah. or somebody like that. But I guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't funny. know. But it was it was just so funny. The two people that commented on my Cubs hats were a White Sox fan and a Cardinals fan. It was just 
beautiful. Yeah, that's funny. All right, let's move on. We're All right, getting Steph. Off on side, we're getting off on sidebars. Steph, Stephanie, your song's next. Yes. 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. Yeah, and Stephanie chose this song for all the wrong reasons, by the way. So all the so, wrong reasons. So Stephanie chose this song because she remembers it of how <laughs> how she used to make up really old. You know how we used to like to make up uh, fake lyrics to songs? Mm-hmm. Well, Stephanie made up some really, really bad lyrics to this song that I can't go into. <laughs> that was the reason? That was, I... that was she made a parody song out of it. <laughs> she made what? A parody song out of it. So, okay. Yeah, that's why she chose this song. Do you remember the parody song? Yes, I remember the parody song, and no, I can't repeat it because it was that bad. And I'm not gonna. And again, she's gonna she's gonna send me a note and say, "No, Sean, it was you who made up the parody song," which may or may not be true. But on this podcast, I'm gonna say that she made up that awful parody song, and it was not me. Holy shit, Steph, send me the parody song. (laughs) I can tell you the parody song, just not on the. uh, not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. well, no, no. It would be better if Steph sent it because this could be payback for the paper that I wrote for but her. But you can't say you uh, can't you can't say it on the uh, on the podcast. Oh though. fuck no! It's really, it's really <laughs> oh, fucking no. bad. Oh, <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> I just dropped an f bomb and everything, so you know it's bad if I did that. Sorry, D's mom. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's the phone, show? <laughs> oh, I it's i yeah, yeah, i'll yeah. get it out later yeah all right did you so notice, mom, did you I'm notice that did you notice that i'm like a lounge singer right now i got rid of the mic, mic stand, i'm <laughs> did. leaning back i did you're the doing the bill murray thing <laughs> i think i'm gonna start going into like a into like a comedy act here in just a few minutes or something <laughs> what's with this airplane food? <laughs> <laughs> oh so stupid oh man oh anyway, no so anyhow 3 a.m Steph- 3 a.m., by the way, this song has a totally different meaning than I would have ever thought that it did. And it's actually it's actually a really hard hitting song when you find out what it means. Fuck yeah. No, just like all of these songs, Sean, like we spent our entire like teen years listening to these fucking songs and not realizing how impactful they were to these people, like these artists, like these poets. And and we're just like, holy shit, I, I it's. This is amazing to me. All right, so 3M was written about... Oh, fuck, where did I go? I lost it. But it was written actually about Rob Thomas's uh, mother who was dying of cancer, you know, and had all of these things that she would say, like, put on your raincoat and we're all gonna... Oh, it's so good. Yes, it's you're looking at (laughs) (laughs) you're supposed to cover me up when I my stand. I put the the microphone down for a second because I was trying to trying to uh, find something on my phone and I know she's got me. (laughs) Yeah, you're supposed to cover for me when I'm a stammering idiot. Oh my gosh, this is turning into a shit show. Oh man, anyway, it's good. Carry on. no, like the lyrics are inspired by Thomas as an adolescent having to live with a mother fighting to survive cancer in 97. Like that's, yeah. Like, would you have ever thought of that when you saw this video on VH1 or you heard this song? Oh, in QLT? I, don't, I don't remember the video to be quite honest, but, uh, yeah. but, um, but no, absolutely not. Absolutely. I don't even know what I thought this song was about. I just liked it. It was, it's a very melodic no. song. 
you know, uh, w- which we'll get back to melodic music in a little bit with the Foo Fighters. But, um, but uh, you know, it's just a, it just, it sounds good, you know, and, and I just never really thought about what it meant. So this gets to my, uh, where I was talking about themes and everything. And uh, she says, it's all going to end and it might as well be my fault. And she only sleeps when it's raining and she screams and her voice is straining. And she says, baby, it's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. Like there's, there's one of those things where it's, yeah, it's you're thinking of something one way and the other person is living their life that way. Yeah. Like you have no idea. And Jesus Christ, Sean, as, as fucking idiots driving around, I was an idiot, not necessarily you driving around and, uh, uh, in that car thinking we knew everything. Fuck. Yeah. Although, although matchbox 20 though, I'm trying to think matchbox 20, a lot of that would have been more, not necessarily driving around. It would have been more like trailer. I'm thinking didn't matchbox 20 come out when, after we got out of high school, weren't we more like, well, this Matchbox 20 came out when I came back to uh, Franklin. Okay. So it might have been the tempo. Or the... Uh, oh, uh, God, no. or... Not the tempo. I forgot about that car. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that fucking car. Oh, Holy shit, I can't wait for Richard to hear that. That's our... Why? <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm just... The, the tempo was not many. It just was, it was fake, well, Benny. It was, well, there was, remember, there was Caprice too, also. Yes, I I ended up having Caprice too. You did. Yeah. I didn't like yeah. that car either. Yeah. I was never happy with the car again until I got a new car. Cause, you know, if you drive an old car and you really like it, it's one thing, even though, even though Benny was a big, big pile of crap. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hit a deer with it and half the front of it was gone and everything else, but it was my pile of crap and it got us from point A to point B most of the time. And, uh, but th- those other cars just weren't the same. That second Caprice, you'd be going down the road and it'd start raining and the rain would come in on you. You remember that? The speedometer, remember? the speedometer didn't work at that car, Sean. Yeah. Oh, I know. No. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, but I, I think, um, I think I paid like a thousand dollars for it and you bought it from me for like $800. So yeah. it wasn't like, I mean, you kind of get what you pay for to a certain degree. So anyway, next song. It, next song. Yes. Last track on side A. So there is this thing. And me and you talked about this this week, uh, I had a conversation with a couple of guys that I work with and, and I don't agree with them on a lot of things. They were talking about like guns and cars and things like that. And, and I was like, uh, like, no, I don't give a shit about any of these things. And then it kind of made me think about, you know, music people like this band isn't for everybody. And, and there should be no reason why, you know, somebody snobby about this or anything like that but uh uh jesse who's got his, a couple of podcasts he he's he's a co-host of tacos and turntables and and the black shirt mixtape uh wanted a radiohead song and i chose fake plastic trees mm-hmm. by radiohead and it dawned on me that the conversation i had with these two fucking dudes you know younger than me that don't think the same way as I do like oh yeah guns and cars these are all cool this is the the music equivalent of that so they were talking about what they were doing at the plant 
<laughs> down at the big plant. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I live down at the big plant. But uh, oh, that's fucking hilarious. But no, it, it, it's it's one of those things. It's it's like like I love music mm-hmm. probably that much more than you. Yes. Yeah, I yes. would say. Well, depending and, and, depending on the type of music and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. But but it, and so so this conversation we had was uh uh guns and cars and I'm sitting down there and like they're just like oh well, well, well you know like double barrels and and all this shit and uh and and I'm thinking uh, so what I said to try to you know end the conversation that I was involved in is hey have you guys heard the new taylor swift album <laughs> which is great by the way folklore sean yes i asked your wife i'm guarantee you amanda no i don't guarantee that amanda probably hasn't necessarily listened to that let but. me text her and see if she'll come down here for a second oh yeah, go, awesome. go, go ahead go ahead with what you were saying though but anyhow so my point is is radiohead to music snobs not snobs i'm sorry aficionado aficionado nando's jesus christ is uh is like aficionados is the word thank you sean that's why you're professional and i'm the stammering idiot that you you carry you drag along with you on the shit uh the uh the fact that you know like i'm sitting there like i don't want to have this conversation i'm stuck i'm bored nothing more and i brought up the taylor swift record and they're like "Mm, yeah what are you talking about, Dennis? Ooh, so stupid. I'm like, okay, well, this is how I thought, think of you. Radiohead is amazing. And this song is amazing, Sean. And not being a music snob, not trying to exclude you from this, but it's also not, you're not the target audience for this sort of thing. Not that song. I don't dislike Radiohead. I did not care. The song is Fake Plastic Trees, by the way. I did not care for this song that much. Um, yep. it was not my, uh, my cup of tea to the, to, to the degree that, um, I listened to it all the way through once. And then I tried to listen to it again a second time to see if I could, uh, like it a little bit more. And I got about halfway through it and I'm like, I, I can't, I'm just done. So, yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought so uh, too, but not yet. She might not have seen her phone yet though. If not, I'll get her review and, and give it next week. If she doesn't come down here. Sean, this song is fucking incredible like the the uh so they had the big hit creep yes off of pablo honey their it's first a, doc it's a good record and, and yeah all right we'll throw it on a podcast at some point yeah yes it's a great song and this was the exact opposite of that mm-hmm. you know like like uh, uh he, he, he was the product of a joke that wasn't really a joke a very lonely drunken evening and well a breakdown of sorts and and to hear to listen to this song, the way he talks about in in almost gibberish, like he even admitted that he wasn't sure what all the words meant, but just the fake plasticness of the world, a, a green plastic watering can from a, for a fake Chinese rubber plant and a fake planet Earth, it, it, and but going back to. Uh, you know, just the way that things are fake for some people all the time. Like, it just, like, you know this guy is full of shit. One of the reasons me and you get along so well is is we don't deal with bullshit well. No. Like, yeah, no. yeah. 
I will tell you if you're fucking up, you will tell me if I'm fucking up. You tell me that I'm fucking up more often than I'm telling you you're fucking up, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but it's, it's, but this goes back to that theme that I was talking about, the, the unexpected one is like shit happens and people don't realize that how it affects other people. Uh, if I could be what you wanted all the time, the line at the end, like, dude, seriously, listen to it. I'll listen when to it, it again. The yes, the, at the end. At the end, you know, I keep, I get it, that it it kind of drones. I think is what you said. Yes. Radiohead's not for anybody, and I don't. I'm not even a big fan of any but of Radiohead's past the first three albums, mm -hmm. past Pablo Honey, Benz, and OK Computer. Which like, one's this on? This one's on the Benz, their middle one. Okay. This was the first the first single off the Benz. They're high and dry. No, of course not. Uh, but it it. it yeah, it's it's on that same theme of is like fuck. I can't figure out what I need to be, what I need should be, what you want me to be. The plasticness of all of it, you know. They talk about surgery and and you know fake shit from the seventies. You know, like the fucking uh, grass. What the fuck is it? The Turf. turf, yeah, astroturf. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I love that kind of city look you're giving me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's. Oh, man. I want you to listen to this song. Oh, is she there? No, no. Oh, I was just looking. Who are you talking to? I was not talking to anybody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So no, that's it. I will, give give, it another I will give it another listen. I will also listen while reading the lyrics because just as with the REM song, once you get into the lyrics, sometimes you can look past if you don't like the way the song is saying or the you know the music to it or something like that because the lyrics are powerful enough. So I'll I'll give and it. We had, and of course, we had no idea what any of this shit meant right. when we were fucking idiots in right. 1994. Right. All That's right. checked for John. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with Side B coming up in just a couple of minutes. All right, we are back for Side B of Sean and B's Good Tape, Episode 9. This is our all-request show. And, uh, you know, to get caught up on a couple of things from Side A really quick, one, I got to, during our little break that we had, got to talk to Amanda about the Taylor Swift album. She's not sure if she's heard it yet or not. And... She's too busy making grilled cheese for the kids. So uh, she said she uh, she could not uh, indulge in the conversation this time, but she would listen to it and give you a review in the coming weeks. How about that? No, that's I, that's fine. But yes. I, I think she would listen to it before you would, you know, give it a gander. Nope. I'm going to listen to it on my way to work tomorrow morning. The whole no, damn Sean, day. You, hate, you hate women. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no i'm sorry in the break we were just talking about it and i'm sorry i was talking with you uh yeah we're we were are going to have an all women uh female uh a show and and we'll do it you know and we'll add a female song every to every show too also you know like it needs to be represented i have another show proposition for you that I think that I think would be fun, and it'd be the opposite of when uh, when you picked the songs and we found out if I liked them or not. To do it opposite, only it would not be rock songs; it would be like classic country songs. 
Interesting. Yes, because I think much like me with like uh, the uh, REM oh. song on side A, there's a lot of okay, and and I'll take you through. I I'll I'll get a little bit uh, a little bit emotional if you will, like you did last week. So um, so you know after I've lost you know some people in my life that were have been there my whole life, like like grandparents and stuff like that. Um, the classic country is something that my grandparents on my mom's side, which my grandpa is still alive, thankfully, but, uh, my grandma passed away about seven years ago. And if I listen to like classic country songs, it takes me back to being at their house as a kid. And it makes me feel kind of like close to them when I don't get to see them very often, which is kind of strange, but you know, I'd always make fun of these songs, like an old, I'm going to use like George Jones or something like that as an old, you know, like, Oh, how can you listen to that twangy old stuff? I'm going to tell you what. You listen to Can't Stop, or um, Can't Stop, I, I, He Stopped Loving Her Today. Listen to the words to that song, and it will make the hair stand up on your arms. It's just, it just flipping blows my mind how good some of those songs are because of the lyrics to the songs. And I think that would be fun to do because of your, um, you know, we started Sean and, or you started Sean's good tapes or Newell's good tapes because of the fact that you hated country music so much. It could kind of be a fun little spin on our show. You have changed my mind completely on country music often, very often. Mm -hmm. And I remember we would go around and we would hang out with your grandparents. Mm -hmm. We would make stops at your grandparents' house, sit there, drink tea, just shoot the shit with them. And holy shit. No, no, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, absolutely. brilliant. So we'll do that for an upcoming show, but also really quick before we get back to, uh, to it, I uh, sent uh, our friend Stephanie a message and talking about how I just said that um, that she made up the alternate lyrics to 3 a.m. And I'm going to stand by that story, whether it's true or not. And she said, well, um, to quote D's mom, do you think that's necessary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's good stuff. That. That's good yes, stuff. absolutely. So uh, so anyway, she said she just listened to our last two weeks shows and they were great. And she can't wait to listen to this episode. So we'll see what she thinks. <laughs> about that. She may change her mind. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. Steph, Side- go ahead. Hold on. Steph, don't talk about what that paper was about that I wrote. That one. <laughs> you reminded me during the break. Oh, my gosh. It's just as bad as the lyrics to the song that she made up. Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh so now we're the asshole, Sean, not you. <laughs> I've always been good at turning stuff around like that. So <laughs> carry right. on. Side B, first song. Side B. Jen from France. Shiver by the Little Ships. And I love the fact that she chose this song because it actually gives us two connections, a Pearl Jam connection. Yes. The, uh, the drummer is Reagan Hagar. Hagar, who was Andy Wood's original drummer in his first band, Malfunction, in Seattle. And he's also uh, Stone Gossard's uh, uh, drummer for his side project, Brad. But then the fact that his name is Reagan Hagar. That is interesting. Yes. Yeah. I don't think there's any connection to Sammy though. Well, no, no, absolutely not. But yeah, but there it is. Well, and, and I, I think that, that, that is a really uh, giant coincidence. That's really cool. But also, <laughs> yeah, it was badass. also um, the fact that I, I did not know that Stone Gossard's sideband was called Brad. And I'd love to know the explanation as to why it's called Brad. 
Well, I think it's the same thing as as like naming my cats Oscar and Carlos. It's just you know, <laughs> yeah. a dumb dumb name. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. let's just call it Brad. Yeah. Oh, by the way, our friend Brad, uh, BK, as we know him, mm-hmm. uh, I asked him if he would record some of his silly songs and and send them to us, and we can play them to make them number one hits. Uh, I hope I hope he does it, but we'll see. He's, he's a little shy. That's Anyhow, B, that's BK Brad. Not everybody loves sausage bread. That, exactly. Yeah. BK Brad. Yeah. Yes. We haven't brought up everybody loves sausage as much in recent weeks, but everybody does indeed love sausage. Everybody does love sausage. What was the what was the thing with BK Brad though when we were at that Cardinals game a few years ago that we were sending him pictures of bratwurst? Why were we doing that? It's something about <laughs> something about <laughs> something about that Brad loves meat or something like that. What was that about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> we were we were sitting at the game. We were really drunk. I'm not gonna lie. We we went down there. We went down there and uh, Amanda went to Amanda went to Denver and I said, Hey, let's go to the game and you said, Okay. So we go down to St. Louis and we got really drunk at the game and started sending Brad pictures of Bratwurst. It was very bizarre. It was a buffet thing, but I think it turned into like let's send <laughs> pictures of sausages. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Sean. Anyhow, yeah. so she everybody. People aren't shit. gonna we're going to have nothing that's hidden from people by the time we're done doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. By the no. way, Ooh. by the way, as we're as we're just really <laughs> rambling at this point. <laughs> do you have a modest mouth shirt on? Is that what I see? I do. Absolutely. Nice. nice. Throwback to a couple of yeah. weeks ago. So weirdly enough on that, (laughs) so uh, I I put together, and I think I told you this during that episode, because Modest Mouse was featured on Scrubs, that I had put together a Scrubs playlist a while back. That song was actually on that playlist, and I did not remember that it was on that playlist. So I had had indeed heard that song before. So yeah. 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 Okay, carry on. Sorry. Resetting. Shiver. Well, really quick on another sidebar. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No, no. So this 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 band, like, uh, uh, I I, I've told the story about Jen and her husband David hosting me uh, for a night in 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 France. Yes. He's a badass dude, and she's a badass lady, and uh, she actually has her name in the liner notes of this record because it was it was a collaboration that's really of, cool wow. yes is, wow. is that not badass that yeah. is awesome it's a collaboration of of these people from the uk and the seattle area and and uh ty Wilm is is the lead singer and, and and you've listened to the song he's awesome it was a good song yeah absolutely amazing and then the guitar at the end I believe that's Son Gossard who does the solo. Oh, cool. The recording that I sent you. Wow. Awesome. Again, Pearl Jam tie-in. And because uh, uh, I watched the video today and I was like, that's not the same solo. That has to be somebody else. So Jen, when you're listening to this, send me a message and let me know if that's actually true. I know Stone Gossard appears on the record, but I believe that's where it's at now i gotta listen to the song again after we get done doing the podcast so i can uh hear yeah. that for myself because now i'm even more curious the whole 
the whole record, the whole record is great. And 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 I don't know that Reagan Hagar is even in the band anymore. Hmm. But but the fact that it has you know this song in particular as Hagar and Pearl Jam dies. It was amazing. Uh the one the one line that I wanted to point out is I'm it's a total like man. A, you know, you know what that really kind of reminds me of, D? It's kind of like God has three letters and Edo has three letters. It's no coincidence. It's no coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like sorry. I don't know what's I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> just, all good, dude. Dude, I, I, I hope to God people enjoy this shit. <laughs> this is actually the most Sean and D episode of this entire podcast so far, I think, because this is just what we do. <laughs> and <laughs> just it, sit and randomly and make it, stuff up. If Richie were here, it'd be even worse. So it's probably good that he's not on until next week. Oh, Christ. if Richie was here, he would fuck this all up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Homer thinks, too. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. So Sorry. let me finish this off with. Uh, I'm a total manic fool, so fix us today as I make up the rules. It's a good lyric. Next song. It's a good lyric. Yeah. Uh, so, next song. Song six. <laughs> Jet City Woman by Queensryche. Yes, uh, uh, picked by my buddy Brent. Um that I, I was not expecting. I put a thing out on Facebook saying, does anybody have any requests? And he picks uh, Jet City Woman by Queensryche. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny when you listen to the playlist that you had put together that I was listening to on my Apple Music. Um, after, it, I think, if I remember right, and let me pull this up just so I make sure that I'm saying what I'm saying correctly. Uh, I do believe that it was... Hold on one second here. Da, 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 library playlist. Yes, as as it came down, it was the this was in the order that we're we're doing it, and sometimes the order gets a little bit messed up. But after hearing the Ebo the letter, and then fake plastic trees, and then Jet City Woman, as it goes down, it was like a it was kind of funny because those songs are a little bit slower and a little bit you know a little bit yeah. more mellow, and then Jet City Woman with the like the eighties guitar that kind of kicks in, it just kind of <laughs> it kind of punched you in the face a little bit, and I was like, whoa, what's going on? You know, but uh, but it's a good song. It really, it really, um, it, I, I really enjoyed hearing it again. I hadn't heard it for a long, long time, and I really enjoyed it. The if for that era of a song, like holy shit when you look back in the notes that we found, like, it's amazing. Like, holy shit, this, his wife is a flight attendant in Seattle, blah, blah, blah. You know, Jet City is Seattle. And it's, and he's on the run all the time, on the run, uh, on the road all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, it's, it's so good. And, and, and it was the era of the music that, that it was done. So it, it's so it's so good. And again, going back to the theme, the accidental theme that I that I found is it's people realizing that that maybe you, you know I missed something that I didn't have or I don't have mm -hmm. or 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 that that I have and I'm not taking seriously enough. Yeah. No, it's uh, it it uh 
I, it, it kind of struck a little bit of a chord in a in an odd way because it's not uh, not our typical genre of music, if you will. It was yeah, it was a good list. Exactly. Really yeah, I was yeah, happy. No. I was happy with it. I, I it was one of the it was I listening to that like this band like I remember when Empire came out and that song Empire and then Queen uh, Silent Lucidity and this I think was the the third track is second or third single off of it I can't remember now but uh, uh I'm like God damn this band is really good he's got a good he's got a good voice too yes he does mm-hmm. yes he does and are and, they still and, around or are they still a band. I don't think so. I think I think he does a solo thing, kind of like Sebastian Bach does. I was thinking, you know, that maybe what, that is something we should incorporate a little bit when we talk about the '80s, '90s bands that aren't Pearl Jam or you know somebody that's you know rel- relatively still big. Um, that we should probably do an update on where their career is at at the current time and if they if they still exist and stuff like that, because a lot of bands, um, you know, still do shows but they just do it in front of like 2000 people now instead of you know packed arenas and stuff like they did back in the day you're talking about like vince neal and things like that uh well not necessarily vince neal but i mean any of these 90s bands especially that we oh that we deal with sure mm-hmm. or smash mouth and and sturgis oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyhow all right mm. yeah this goes back to the guns and cars and radiohead uh, conversation so we'll just skip past that but it, it's no like dude i had not listened to this song in in 20 years mm-hmm. and and when you sent it over i was like no brent brent's a listener let's let's fucking add the song to it and i was like oh fuck listening to it with you know fresh ears 20 20 20 years mm-hmm. i love oh fuck 20 20 years that's a great <laughs> like visions 2020 2020 years 2020 years would have like a spot rubbed on the back of them from masks oh god damn it mm-hmm. it's true anyhow they kind of hurt the back of your ears after a while but you have to wear them you do i don't disagree okay but yes no so the uh <laughs> let's <do> this <laughs> do you want to stop and cut that out no Okay. Well, there's no reason to. It's already off the rails, man. Just let the train just keep keep chugging along sideways. Yeah, sideways. Oh. Yeah. No, I I was I was impressed at how much I enjoyed this song after three or four listens. You know, like Jet City Woman, Seattle. Like, God damn it, yeah. I can't wait to get back to you. That sort of shit. Yeah. You know, speaking of trains running off the rails sideways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> A few a few months ago, <laughs> before before, <laughs> before COVID started, you know, when we still live normal lives and could go places and you know not feel weird around other people, I ran into our our former high school friend Casey. You remember Casey? Um, and uh, I reminded him of uh, I reminded him of the night that he got his uh, got his um, trailblazer stuck on the tracks and there was a train coming in Franklin and we had to help push his vehicle off the tracks. You remember that? 
holy shit yes i do yeah it was the scariest freaking thing because that train was not that far and we finally somehow got that damn car off the tracks i mean we were prepared to ditch the car and let the train hit the car but you know what i think back about now our 16 year old selves of why didn't we call the like the morgan county sheriff's department and say hey <laughs> you know so the train didn't hit the car you know because we were just worried about casey getting in trouble not the fact of the actual big repercussions that that could do so so little uh little side note um don't drive down the tracks in a trailblazer because it doesn't work well God, Casey. Oh, he was. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think the story was as funny when I retold it because uh, our friend Ryan was there, too. You remember Ryan that was in our class? Yeah, he was mm-hmm. there, too. And I, I told it in front of Ryan and Ryan thought it was really funny. And Casey didn't find it as humorous that I told that story 20 years later. But I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, next song. Song Next song. Uh, speaking of things, uh, Adam, my old neighbor, our old workmate, our old classmate. Uh, I don't think he was our classmate, but well, he went to school with us. Yes, he was younger than us, absolutely. Yes. But but he worked at at Hamilton's with us. He did. Uh, he settled on "Give Me Stitches" by Foo Fighters. Sidebar: I saw that uh, saw, saw that tonight at uh, the Green Wall, which is George's new restaurant in Franklin. Um, that uh, the special tonight is Hamilton's fried chicken. So, you know, if you're listening to this on the night of, you can go get Hamilton's fried chicken in Franklin tonight. Holy shit! Yeah, God damn, that sounds good. It does sound good. Yeah, and they showed a little <laughs> yes. picture of it. It had the chicken and had the mashed potatoes and the green beans. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Marie's Marie's coleslaw. Oh, the green beans. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh wow <laughs> uh no the song again it, this was the one that that tied the theme together about the, the like listen i'm just trying to be me you know like give me stitches mm-hmm. out of here Holy so shit. i basically don't bleed all over you <laughs> you know is the is the thing you know what what was interesting about this before you go into the deeper meaning of the song is the album itself nothing left to lose isn't that what it's called if i yes. remember right yes that album i had not listened to the whole thing in a long time and i was on my way back from a meeting in springfield last thursday and decided because the song i knew we were going to do this song i'm just going to listen to the whole album it's a really good album and it, it's kind of an underrated even though it won a freaking grammy it's an underrated album to a degree because it's not um it, it's not uh oh gosh why can't i think of the name of the second album what's the name of the second album color in the shape yeah color in the shape thank you it's not color in the shape which is you know like a up on a pedestal type of an album but it's very and dave Grohl says this in your notes it's a very melodic based album and you know it may not be like the best songs that that uh foo fighters ever came out with but it's certainly a great listen in terms of it keeps your interest the whole way through so this was like they, if you ever saw, I think I sent you Sonic Highways, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you ever saw uh, the other documentary, God damn it, I, I just had the name, but yeah, but for but the they, for the uh, Wasting Light album, the one the one that's for Wasting yes. Light, yes, which is also a great. Uh, I've got that one too, and it's really good as well. No, and we've talked about how great that album was. Like that was their comeback album. Oh, that album's on par with Color in the Shape. I mean, it's oh. that, it's that good. 
Yes. And then Sonic Highways and then Sonic uh, Highways. Oh my goodness. It's it's just it, it it's such a good follow up to Wasting Light. And now now Concrete and Gold, which is their most recent album, also still a pretty good album, but it's not on par with the where they were for a little while. It's still Wasting really good, Light. Though. Wasting light was incredible. That mm-hmm. it, exactly like you said, it was it was their color and the shape mm-hmm. in, in this era, and and this album was trying to follow that up, and it was never going to be easy, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, I bought the CD, you know, and it was hard to listen to, and and just like binaural, uh, it's it's one of those ones where you go back and you realize that these guys are fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, and this, and was, the song, first, this Adam, was the first record with uh, Taylor Hawkins as well, who has you know brought a whole another officially. That band. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it like they had no guitar mm-hmm. other than Dave. They had a uh, 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 you know uh, uh, Pat mm-hmm. Smear left the band, and, and it was Taylor Hawkins, Nate Mendel, and Dave Grohl, mm-hmm. and they would just. Fuck it, let's go to Virginia. Let's record an album and, and and do this. And this this is a great representation of that that album. Yeah, like just the fun that they had of mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, it's 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 a it's a great song, and it's a. I would I would encourage anybody listening to go back and just turn that record on, listen to it all the way through. You'll be like, wow, I forgot how good this was. Because everybody yeah. remembers "Learn to Fly," but then you get past that, and you're like, "What else is on that album?" And there, there's actually a lot of other good songs that are on that album. So yeah, just absolutely. Kinda, just kind of, um, it kind of surprised me a little bit with, uh, with how good it was. Because there was another one, and I, I, I got to look it up because I don't remember because it's been a week ago. There's been so much that's happened this week that I want to look up what the other song was that I forgot was on there. That I was like, "Yep, that's a really, really uh, good song to have on there." Yeah. Here it is. Hold on a second. Um, stacked actors is on there, which I forgot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of good stuff on there. Stacked actors, breakout, give me stitches, learn to fly. I mean, there's there's at least four songs that you've heard on the radio a lot from that album. Yeah, and and Adam, the, uh, you know, my old neighbor, you know, our that dog. God damn it, Adam, shut that fucking dog up. <laughs> <laughs> But the whole point is, is yeah, no, this is, that's one of those little, little gems that not a lot of people know about. And it was perfect. And the fact that it was talking about the theme that, I, that it was like, like, holy shit. Like, I, I, I didn't get it, but I get it now. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Which brings us to song number eight. Bringing it home. I think so aren't we in this the last one yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's, it's uh the request by homer the one that was not from appetite for destruction from guns and roses but instead from you know there's a lot of good songs on appetite for destruction so i don't want to say that this song's better than any of the songs he could have chosen off there but it's right on par because it's a really good song it is one of the best songs of all time yeah and i'm not afraid to say that on tape uh, it's I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. Yeah. Not Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers by Tom Petty. This song is one of those ones that you just, when you hear it, you want to run through a brick, brick wall for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, it, and it just like, no, I'm not bending. I'm not breaking. 
this is it. I'm standing here and we're doing this. Sidebar. Um, when it comes to this too, Richie sent us a note. It's not really a sidebar because it has to do with the song. But when we told <laughs> when we told when we told Richie what the song was that Homer picked, he was very much in favor of this song because it was his uh, his um, class song at the Air Force Academy. So that's pretty cool that uh, Homer picked a song that also meant so much to his son. So very neat. Oh, absolutely, and, and but it's way in line with the way those guys think it's mm -hmm. like no fuck this i'm going head first into this i'm not backing down mm -hmm. this is the way it goes and, and 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 i will not stop until this is you know where it's at yeah no i i love this song it's it's a it's a great song and it's it's unfortunate that uh you know, Tom Petty's not still around because the man's got a lot of good songs and has made a lot of good music over the years. And this is right at the top of the heap. No doubt about it. Homer is so proud of Richie. Uh, and, and the fact that this song is, is part of that. Uh, it, it, the conversation that we had last week, it was incredible. Like it was just unbelievable. And when I told him that this was the one we had, he's like, yeah, no, no, that makes all the sense in the world. Like he is not giving up. He is not backing down. This is, this is his life. He's, he's going to stand up for it. And he's, that's all he ever wanted. Yeah. That's and it cool. was, yeah. It's always no. fun when, it's always fun when you can see pride beam in somebody like that. Oh, fuck. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, mom. I said, fuck it. <laughs> I don't have my phone ready. so I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do I it right? Know, I didn't know your mom sounded like Marge Shot. <laughs> <laughs> Marge Shot. Mom has no idea who Marge Shot is. <laughs> let's, let's try to find another. Oh I don't God. think that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your mom's going to be so upset with you when she hears that. Oh fuck! She yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, no, uh, yeah, no. The song is amazing. The pride that you must feel to whoever this is. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. There we go. She was back. Did you hear it? No. Oh, oh, the new one. Yeah. I don't have the old gotta, one. The old one's still at the studio, so yeah, that'll come back we, next week. Because we're actually going to record from the weird sounds and stuff you won't have next week for sure, because I'll record from the regular studio next week because Richie's joining us as well. So, yeah. yeah. At least we think. We've talked about him an awful lot this week, so he may he may uh, change his mind. But, but as, <laughs> no, we said, as we said, he doesn't back down. So <laughs> He'll be Well, he says he doesn't. Uh, hmm. I don't know what that means, but we'll go with it. <laughs> he says he doesn't. Let's see if he doesn't. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So next yeah, week. You, I love that you're just, yeah. Okay. Then I just move on from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why you're the professional. I'm the stammering drunken idiot. <laughs> so next week we have a all one artist show, which I think we talked about last week. It's going to be it's the Beatles. Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. So um, we're going to have 10 songs, three by me three by Dennis, three by Richie, and one by Dee's mom. 
and uh, it should be a lot of fun. We don't know what the exact playlist is going to look like yet, but there's so many Beatles songs to choose from. We got to make sure we get it just right. So it's going to take us a little bit of work to figure out how we're going to go about all of this. But the ones that we already do have on the list, which is probably what six of them at this point, B. I think so. Yeah. So, so the six that we have are all really awesome. And now we've got four more slots and we've got to, we've got to choose wisely. So we do a good job. So yeah, should be fun. So we got that well, coming up. We got that coming up. We've got our all, all uh female artist uh, episode coming up. We've got the one we decided a little bit ago, our uh, classic country show coming up. So big, uh, big shows ahead. So we do appreciate everybody listening and anybody that bared with us till the end of this episode. Good on you because it was all over. Holy the place. shit. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was all and, over the place. <laughs> and if you're listening here right now, just send us messages on Facebook, Instagram, Gmail, yeah. all that shit. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever want to know, oh. if you ever want to think about <laughs> what what it's like to be a, to listen to a conversation between us when we're not doing a podcast, that was today's show. Absolutely. Amanda, show. Amanda, I love you and I can't believe that you've dealt with the shit this long. Holy shit. I'm a catch. That's all I got to say. all right we're done we will talk to you again next friday and once again thanks so much for listening to sean and his good take